Praise the name of the Lord, everyone. Hallelujah. We give God thanks one more time for his leading thus far. Thanking him for those songs of encouragement as we worship him in spirit and in truth. We're grateful to the Lord one more time for the privilege and just to be able to sit back and to relax and uh, uh, in the presence of the Lord uh, to discuss his word, to hear what he has to say. Uh, thanking him for the privilege one more time for us to be uh, together in this atmosphere. We don't want to treat it lightly. Uh, many are fleeing for their lives all over this world. Many have lost loved ones in this pandemic. And we remember at this time, even the, uh, the country of India, uh, who is suffering a great deal. Uh, many lives have been lost. I was reading a report yesterday, which mentioned about 4,000 persons die daily from the, from the COVID-19 in India. And we continue to pray for them that the Lord will heal them, not only India, but the other countries. Uh, this whole world is in trouble. This whole world is, is, is experiencing a time of difficulty. And brothers and sisters, whether uh, as much as we want to pass through this and be on the other side, I, I, I just want us to understand that things are climaxing to the end. We haven't seen anything yet. Uh, th there is more disasters that's, uh, that's coming up on this land. Uh, more diseases, uh, more troubles. But we know those that put their trust in Jesus Christ will never be ashamed. And we know, brothers and sisters, that what we're experiencing right now has everything to do with man. Everything to do with man. It has everything to do with the rebellion of man to the eternal God, the sovereign one. When we fall out of harmony with God, then there are consequences. As much as it is difficult to accept, we know that's truth that is already recorded in the scriptures of God's holy word and we pray that men will come to the realization of the truth and repent and believe in him praise the name of the Lord Jesus our only hope is in Jesus Christ our only hope brothers and sisters even in this pandemic, is in Jesus Christ. As much as we appreciate, many will appreciate the brilliance of men and, and, and what they have achieved, even in the medical field, science field, our trust is in Jesus. And many are awaiting uh, the vaccine, uh, believing that this is the answer 
for the challenge at hand. I'm not saying it won't help. I don't know. But what I'm saying, the, the challenge or the problem has nothing to do with what's been manifested right now. It is a challenge. It is a problem of the human heart. Rebellion against the eternal God. And let us remember, those of us who have received this truth, let's not take it lightly. It's not a trivial thing. We have to be certain about our conviction of who Jesus is. Thank you, Lord. We have to be certain about the revelation that we have received. Not only certain about it, but act according to the conviction of our heart concerning Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. How would you bow your heads at this time as we're going to be praying, asking the Lord to touch to heal broken hearts. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, we thank you one more time for this opportunity to come before you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that everything is in your hand. We thank you for the revelation of truth that you have given us, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for life, for eternal life. Lord Jesus, as we come before you one more time, we want to bless your holy name. We want to lift you up. We want to magnify you. God, as we stand here, Lord Jesus, I pray that you will touch us in a special way. Remove the darkness from our mind. And Lord Jesus, Cause the brilliance of your light, the shining, shine upon us, Lord. Shine. Breathe upon us, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dispel every doubts and fears. Lord God Almighty, and help us to put our trust in you. Lord, as I stand before your people this morning, I pray, Lord, that you will speak through me. Grant me the unction to speak your words of life. Anoint, Lord Jesus, your vessel. I can't do nothing of myself. Hallelujah. 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 If I boast our glory, God, I glory only in the cross. Hallelujah. Your death. Hallelujah. That brought life. Hallelujah. That has given us hope. Lord Jesus, I pray tonight, today, Lord, that you touch someone in a special way. Bring them, Lord, across the banks of doubts and fears. Hallelujah. To step, my God, to fall in your hands freely launching themselves upon you god almighty we thank you one more time and we bless your holy name in the name of the lord jesus we bless your holy name 
We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, just clap your hands unto the Lord and bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah, bless his holy name. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. It's such a beautiful thing for us to be gathered together just to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus. I take this opportunity one more time just to welcome each and every one of us in the name of the Lord uh, to our service here at Faith Deliverance International Ministries. A special welcome to those who are joining us on YouTube or Facebook Live. Uh, it's just it's just such a wonderful thing to have you uh, joining with us this morning. And we believe that the Lord is going to bless you in a tremendous way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, just wave your hands right where you are and begin to bless the name of the Lord Jesus. Wave your hands. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. I want us this morning to turn to the the gospel of John. Gospel of John, chapter 20. reading from verse 19 to 28. John chapter 20. We're reading from the King James Version here. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. This is after the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father had sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive he the Holy Ghost. Sins he remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins he retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, which means twin, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I, I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and trust my hand into his side. I will not believe. 
And after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand and trust into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. Believing. Continue. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. This morning, I would attempt to speak to you from a subject. It is settled. It is settled. My Lord and my God. It is settled. My Lord and my God. Scripture does not tell us a great deal about who Thomas was. We find in the account of scriptures about three or four occasions where Thomas or his name was mentioned in scripture or in the gospels. But the Bible tells us very clearly of Thomas being one of Jesus's disciples. Not only was he a follower of Jesus, but Mark tells us in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 3 and verse 14, that Jesus ordained 12, that they should be with him, and that he might send them forth to preach, apostles, of whom Thomas was mentioned. Scripture did not tell us as to when Jesus had called Thomas to the privileged position of being one of his disciples. You've heard about the call of Peter heard about the call of Philip. We saw that Philip went, called Nathaniel. We've heard about the call of Matthew and John and others, but we don't have a record of when Thomas was included. In 
as being one of the disciples of Jesus. But he was chosen by the Lord to be one of his disciples. He was devoted to Christ. The next occasion in the scriptures tells us in John chapter 10 in verse 39 when Jesus had began to preach and was engaging the crowds the religious authorities at that time that his message was one of authority that challenged the religious authorities at the time in Jerusalem. And John tells us in John 10 and 39 that they sought to kill him. But he escaped out of their hand and went again beyond Jordan into a place where John at first baptized and there he abode. Brothers and sisters, the Bible tells us in John chapter 11 that Jesus, having received the news about a loved one being sick, unto that And their request to have him show up to pray and to heal his friend Lazarus. Jesus said to his disciples in the lane, he said, John 11, 7, Then after that said he to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee. And goest thou thither again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not. Not because he seeth the light of this world. He stumbleth not because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in night, he stumbleth because there is no light in him. We find in this group of men that were with Jesus at this time, Thomas. In the subject at hand, brothers and sisters, my attempt this morning is to look into the personality of Thomas. Who he was and his relationship with Christ Jesus. You know, passage of scripture this morning. Thomas did not see Jesus on the first occasion. But he made a request to the Lord. To the brethren there. Unless. He see him. Was able to push. 
his fingers into the nail-scarred hands of Jesus and thrust his hands into his side. He declared, I won't believe in this resurrected Christ. In John 11, brothers and sisters, we see a man, Thomas, who was a devoted follower of Jesus. We are not certain of his conviction as it relates to his understanding of the revelation of Jesus, of who Jesus declared himself to be. But on this occasion, in going back to Judea, Jesus began to encourage his disciples not to fear. Yes, they're seeking to kill me, but I don't want you to be afraid. I'm certainly going back to Judea, and you need not be afraid. There will be no stumbling. There will be no accident. Hostility cannot touch me until my hour has arrived. I am walking in the light and not in darkness. Don't be anxious. This was essentially what Jesus was saying when he declared there are not 12 hours in the day. If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not. Because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth because there's no light in him. Come on, men. Take a grip. I'm going back to Judea. You need not be afraid. Brace yourself and have confidence. Let's go. For Lazarus sleep. And we are about to wake him. Jesus said, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent he may be believe. Nevertheless, let us go on to him. Jesus declared to the men, including Thomas, he's dead and I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent that you may believe, including Thomas. Thomas, in hearing what Jesus said, gives us a picture in our minds of the personality or where Thomas was concerning his revelation or his confidence in Christ. Verse 16 tells us, Then said Thomas, after Jesus had encouraged their heart, 
Jesus now said, we're going to Lazarus to wake him. I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent that you may believe. Nevertheless, let's go on to him. Verse 16 tells us, Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. The words of Jesus. Thomas could not take comfort into what Jesus was saying. What he saw was death. Jerusalem is seeking to kill Jesus of Nazareth. And he's talking about going back to Judea. To his friend. To face the hostility of the Jews. And to be killed. Thomas said. "Hmm, I know. I'm devoted to him. I'm not going to leave him. But. Let us go. Let's all go with him brethren. And let's just be prepared. To die. To die with him. I don't see any future. I don't see any life. In going back to Judea. Let's just prepare to die with him. Here. For the very first time. In scripture. We have an idea. Of the impression. Of the word of God. And Thomas's mind. How he dealt with it. There are many of us that are devoted to Christianity. We're devoted to our own understanding or perhaps theory of who Jesus is. We don't mind struggling with the church. We don't mind going through the difficulties. And even like Thomas, we don't mind even dying. It's important to note that we have An occasion where Peter confessed that master, you're talking about death and I'm prepared to die with you. Jesus rebuked him. He said, you don't know what you're talking about. Your confession is not real. It's not real. Before the cock crow, you're going to deny me three times. Jesus, who knew all things, recognized. He knew the heart of Thomas. He knew that when Thomas left Jordan to go back to Judea, he knew where Thomas was 
in his mind. But he never rebuked him like he did to Peter. He traveled with Thomas all the way back to Judea. Brothers and sisters, in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, let's turn there. We have another occasion when Jesus, having gone into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Matthew 16 and verse 13, saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? He wanted to know what was the word around town. What were they saying about me? Did they accept me as the Messiah? Who do they say that I am? And they said, including Thomas, who was there, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias and others Jeremiah are one of the prophets. He said unto them, but whom say he that I am? It was not Thomas, but Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. Jesus said, Upon this rock I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He charged the disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. So we understand Thomas being silent, including the other 10, Peter was the only one that spoke up. We understand that Jesus witnessed to them that he was the Christ. Thomas heard the words of Jesus of, of Peter. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. But having heard these words, what is the impression? That's made on the mind of Thomas. Brothers and sisters. It is easy for us. To sit in the house of the Lord. To listen to many. Great preaching. Teaching of the word of God. And having settled. Our doubts concerning Jesus. Having grasped the fullness of the revelation of Jesus Christ. If there's anything that we ought to settle in our minds, 
It has to do concerning Jesus and who he is. Jesus charged his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one. Thomas was there. Brothers and sisters, let's turn back to John chapter 20. One wonders what was the conviction of Thomas. Perhaps Thomas' conviction did not move from the point where many people, many of them believed that Jesus was now here, the Messiah that was coming to relieve them from the Roman suppression. Some of them had a a very false misconception or false picture of Jesus Christ. Recall that having one, at one point in time, they showed him the wonder of the temple, one of the great wonders of the world. Then, Jesus said, this great temple that you're looking on, not one stone shall be left upon another. At the point in time, they ask him, Master, Are you now going to restore Israel? Are you going to restore the kingdom? You know, it's been a long while since we have been servants to these Romans. Will you now restore unto us the kingdom? When when is this going to happen? And Jesus had to tell him, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons. I want you to understand that there's coming a time that you're going to receive power. The fullness of the revelation of Jesus. See, brothers and sisters, Thomas may have been looking for it earthly messiah a savior who may have made things better on earth many of us having been baptized buried in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ what we are looking for is an answer to an easier life Not necessarily to accept the revelation of Jesus and to will ourselves to it. We have a false picture of who Jesus is. Thomas in looking 
on who Jesus is, the son of David, the heir to the throne of David. Maybe thinking about the restoration of the kingdom where Jerusalem, Israel will become a free nation. It is this, brothers and sisters, whatever may have been his ideology of who Jesus is, was challenged at the cross. The Bible said that after they Jesus was crucified rather. And all men deserted him. And on the third day, like he said, he was resurrected. The Bible said that he began to show himself. was on the same day that he came in the evening being the first day of the week where the disciples now had gathered themselves together for the fear of the Jews that Jesus stood in the midst and said unto them peace be unto you John tells us that the door of the room was closed, but he appeared in the midst. The peace be unto you. When he had said so, he showed unto them his hands and his side. And there the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. But the Bible tells us that Thomas was not there. Thomas was absent. He was missing. The group of disciples had found themselves back mustered up the courage to meet together. But Thomas was not there. He was absent. Bible tells us that the disciples came to Thomas And said, we have seen the Lord. We have seen him. The Lord Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I want us to understand. The weakness of ten men to one man. I say ten because Judas... Iscariot is now dead. 
ten men are speaking to Thomas. We have seen the Lord. And Thomas, in an outburst that shows us, brothers and sisters, where his heart was. Anguish, a man of anguish. Guilt. He said unto them, Except I shall see his hands, the print of his nail, the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. I don't care what you say to me. We find a very confused man. A man who has lost his devotion. Jesus was heading back to Jerusalem to raise Lazarus into an environment of hostility. And this man said, let us go with him that we may die with him. Here we see a man after the cross who have lost his devotion was broken into pieces. A man that's filled with anguish. A man whose theory or whose belief of who Jesus is did not match up with the cross. And so he was absent. Brothers and sisters, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, here is a very critical point. Because as it was relevant then, it is relevant even now. We have individuals who at times in their walk with the Lord were absent. The church is gathered together. The church has received a revelation, an astounding one, and being absent, we have missed out. We find individuals who are broken, miserable, hearts filled with anguish, Now saying, we want to see him. Thomas said, I refuse to believe. I know you meant to be men of truth, but I refuse to believe unless I see him. Put uh, the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side. I will not believe. He's dead. Brothers and sisters, concerning the man Christ Jesus, the believer. Every man 
doubt must be settled. And every man picture or conception of who Jesus is must align with scripture. Thomas said, I got to see him. A very broken man. He had no excuse, brothers. He was guilty for being absent. He was guilty for having reached that low level in his life. Let's look at John 15 and verse 15, going down to 16. Jesus said to his disciples, Henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. Thomas is there. He's speaking to Thomas and the others. He said, but I have called you friends for all things. Listen carefully, brothers and sisters. All things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. Jesus never leave us with a measure of doubt. He said to his disciples, all things I have heard from my father, I have made it known unto you. I have revealed it to you. Hear what he says. You have not chosen me. But I have chosen you and ordained you that he should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. And whatsoever he shall ask of the father in my name, he may give it to you. I wonder, brothers and sisters, the patience of the Lord concerning Thomas, concerning many of us who have questions that are not yet answered. I wonder if in that moment Thomas found courage to go back into the presence of the, the disciples. And having heard the confession of the disciples, I wonder if Thomas remembered this point in time when Jesus said, I no longer call you servants, but I have called you friends. For all things I have heard from the Father, I have made it known unto you. I wonder if those words were echoing into the mind of Thomas. Thomas, you did not choose me. I chose you and ordained you 
that you should go bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Brothers and sisters, let's not be too critical of Thomas. Because I see, brothers and sisters, that it is Jesus who chose him. Jesus knew who Thomas was when he chose him to be a part of the disciples. It is Jesus who ordained him to be an apostle. Having known the man Thomas. But hear what Jesus said. I ordain you to bring forth fruit that your fruit should remain. I wonder if Thomas was thinking about this passage of scripture or this occasion when the Lord spoke to them in this manner. Not only to bring forth fruit, but Thomas may have remembered that Jesus said, whatsoever he ask of the father in my name he may give it to you whatsoever it's a blank check are you unsettled in your mind concerning Jesus whatsoever you may ask of the father in my name he may give it to you. Many are critical of Thomas. They call him the doubtful one. Thomas the doubter. Thomas the unbeliever. But we should remember it is Thomas God's choice. Thomas his apostle. Thomas, his friend. Thomas said, brothers and sisters, what we need, perhaps, is the courage of Thomas. Many of us have questions concerning the revelation of Jesus. Who he say he is, we have questions, but we never ask them. We allow those questions to remain unsettled in our minds. And so our conviction, our devotion to the Lord can never mature to what the Lord expects it to be. But Thomas said, he, he did say to me, that whatsoever I ask, he's going to give it to me. So Thomas said, unless brothers and sisters, except I shall see his hands, the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his hand, I will not believe. That's what the man needed. Thomas said, that's what I need. To believe. It is good for you. 
all to have believed. But this is what I need. This is where my faith is at. Unless I receive this, I'm not going to believe. I don't care about your testimonies. I'm not going to believe. You can call him doubtful. You can call him unbelief, an unbeliever. But what I call him is an honest man. A man who didn't want to pretend to be what he was not. Brothers and sisters, every man needs a personal encounter with Christ Jesus. Every man needs a, a moment where every doubt or every question is answered. It is said that faith, brothers and sisters, is having the ability to ask the difficult questions and concerning what you believe and having asked them uh, to come to the conclusion that what you have believed is correct. Every man needs an encounter. An encounter that will settle you for life. Not an experience on the mountaintop. It's not experience, brothers and sisters. In a seminary. But this encounter can only be experienced in brokenness. In moments of despair and hopelessness. When men begin to realize that in me dwelleth no good thing. Every man needs this encounter. We find in the gospel of John... That Nicodemus, I believe it's the third chapter of John, that Nicodemus came to Jesus. Said, we have a theory concerning you. Rabbi, oh, that thou art a teacher sent from God. See, brothers and sisters, he did not approach the Lord Jesus to find out who he is but what he was seeking was a validation of who they said in Jerusalem who they were convinced of who he was there are many of us who have a false imagery in our minds of who Jesus is Nicodemus said, we know. In other words, we're convinced. We know who you are. You are a, a, a teacher sent from God. There are many teachers sent from God. You're one of them. He left having not received the revelation. But it is to a broken woman. A Samaritan, an outcast. 
that Jesus said. She mentioned about Messiah and worshiping him in this mountain. Jesus ended up telling the lady, the one you are speaking to, I am he. I am the Messiah. She went and told his, her community, come see a man who told me everything I have did. Is not he the Christ? It is to a broken woman that the Lord revealed himself. Let's continue. Brothers and sisters, in John chapter 6 and verse 28, then said, then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto him, This is the work of God, that he may, that he believe on him whom he hath sent. Believe. Thomas said, I'm not going to believe until I see him. I need the evidence. These men in John 6 and 28 asked, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus said, believe on him whom he had sent. Jesus' call is for men to believe in him, not to believe about him. In him. Not to believe of any doctrine or theory of his person. Believe in him. Brothers and sisters, men are never saved by believing in a theory. We are never saved like that. Neither did Jesus at any given time made it necessary that a man should hold Unto any theory concerning him. But that man should believe in him. In him. The word believe. Said, What shall we do to work, do the works of God? Believe in him. Whom he had sent. Jesus is calling for men to believe in him. Not to believe about him or any theory concerning him, but to believe in him. In, brothers and sisters, that little Greek word, that's, uh, for, the word for the word in signifies motion into, into, giving us a rendering, brothers and sisters of the text, you should believe into him, who him whom he hath sent. Believe into him. This brothers and sisters. Allows us to understand. That belief. Is no far higher than the intellectual realm. Making it now. Of a volitional act. By which a man abandons himself to the truth. Of which he is convinced. See, brothers and sisters, what Thomas was asking for. I need a truth 
that will cause me to will my will to it. I need it. I need at this time something that will convict me. You don't understand where I'm at. I need something to convict me. See, brothers and sisters, there are many occasions where we can choose what we want to believe. One can say, I will accept that or I'll reject that. But there is such a power in conviction. No man can choose a conviction. When you're convicted, you're simply convicted. But what we can choose, brothers and sisters, is what we do with a conviction. See, conviction is needed for faith. But faith, brothers and sisters, is more than conviction. It is the act. It's acting upon one's conviction. Jesus said, you want to do my works to these men? He said, believe in him. Thomas is asking for something. And that will allow him. Believe. Believe, brothers and sisters, is more than conviction. It is the activity that proceeds out of conviction and works along with conviction. Brothers and sisters, it is conviction that will allow us if we believe to render or surrender our will to what we have been convicted of, the truth. Man will have to act upon his conviction and surrender it to the Lord. Unbelief, brothers and sisters, that shuts a man away from Christ Jesus is the man's refusal to act upon the conviction that has gripped his soul. Convinced. Hearts pricked. But refuses to surrender. Refuses to act upon the conviction. The refusal to act is what shuts a man away from the peace of God and from the benefits of the kingdom. It is what will allow a man to walk away sorrowful like the rich young ruler. Sell all you have and give to the poor. It's convicts. But he could not act upon the word 
So he went away sorrowful. The belief that saves brothers. Is when. Man act upon the conviction. Who do men say I am? The Christ, the son of the living God. What are you going to do with that revelation? Thomas says, Lord, I need to see your nail scar hands. I need to see your the, 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 the side that was pierced. Brothers and sisters, every man should strive to have an encounter with the Lord Jesus. You see, brothers, God can never be known by theory or theories. In John chapter 7, verse 11, Bible tells us that the Jews sought him at the feast and said, where is he? And there was much murmuring among the people concerning him. For some said, he's a good man, a theory. Others said, nay, but he deceived people. Not a theory. Howbeit, no man spake openly of him for fear of the Jews. Bible tells us that Now about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. And the Jews marveled saying, how knoweth this man letters have never learned. Jesus answered and said unto them, my doctrine is not mine. But this is, but but his that sent me. If any man will do his will. He shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. He cannot be known by theory. This is a great challenge to all men. I say men, I mean man, woman, boy, girl. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. You cannot know him by theory. For us to know him, he demands a surrender of the will. Willing our will to him. Christ challenged to all men. Philosophers, doctors, professors, kings. Men of scholarly achievements. Men who reject the doctrine of Jesus. Because they cannot arrive at a conclusion as to who he is. He says, stop your discussion. Hold it. Stop your murmuring. 
Stop. Your discussion about your theories. About who I am. You can only know. By doing. What I tell you to do. That's the only way. That you can discover who I am. He said will. Your will to my teaching. And you will know. Act. Upon your conviction. Don't you try to study me. Act upon your conviction. Believe in what you have been convicted of. It's a great tragedy in the church, brothers and sisters. Men have been convicted and refuses to act upon the conviction. Convicted that water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ is right. And walk away without acting upon the conviction. Jesus said, stop discussing the theory. Act. Lay hold upon the conviction of your heart. Bible said, brothers and sisters, this is a test for all men. And everyone who takes this challenge, acts upon the conviction. These are they that comes back saying, my Lord and my God. Thomas answered and said, when Jesus came on the scene, he said, peace be unto you. And this time, Thomas was there. He said, reach hither thy finger and behold my hands, Thomas. And reach hither thy hand and trust it into my sight. And be not faithless, but believing. I'm here, Thomas, because I want to settle your doubts. Handle me, Jesus is saying to Thomas. When I walk away from here, I don't want you to have any doubt. Because you must produce fruit. Your fruit must remain. But you need to settle your doubts. Reach into my hand. The Lord is saying to someone this morning. Someone who is questioning. I don't know. If what the church says is right, someone with the winds, contrary winds of the doctrine of men and devils have blown across your house and you're becoming shaken in faith. You're absent. A great revelation has passed. It's been given, but you were not there. And now, you're the only one that's left shaking in faith. You're miserable, confused. You feel a measure of guilt because you have walked away from the great truth. But Jesus is here. Reach into my finger, behold my hands. Reach either the hand and trust it into my sight. And be not faithless, but believing. The believer must continue to believe. 
takes no pleasure in a man that draws back. Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. The Bible did not tell us that Thomas had pushed his fingers into his hand or his hand into his side. Thomas saw him and said unto him, My Lord and my God. I submit to you, brothers and sisters, that that statement is the climax of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't get any better than that. My Lord, the Lord of the church, Lord of creation. And my God. Jesus said unto him, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet believe. Jesus removed himself from the physical area that he was in. Looked down through time and saw the church. Many who were added to the church who have never seen the Lord Jesus risen since he resurrected from the dead in flesh. But have believed. I want, brothers and sisters, every individual. I know I've been very slow this morning, intentionally. Because I want every one of us to learn to ask the hard questions. The areas in which we are struggling. How is he God? Can I trust him? If I commit my entire life to him, all my decisions concerning this life, can I trust him that the outcome will be the best for me? saying to you will it will your life to your conviction the truth about Jesus watch what I will do with you the reason why you're still moving around in a circle is because you refuse to face the unsettled doubts that's in your mind If you ask, he's going to give it to you. Father that brought the son to be healed of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, do you believe? He said, I believe. Help thou 
my unbelief. You're unsettled. I need help with it. I believe, but there are areas that I'm struggling with. Help me. It is a broken man that faced the, the truth of his experience, of where he was at, that made such a declaration. My Lord and my God. You don't get that on the mountaintop. You get that in the valley. You get that in the brokenness. You get that in the moments of misery where you can truthfully challenge God. Peter did ask the Lord. I like him. Peter said, don't you recognize that we have left all to follow you? What shall become of us? We're living in this world. We have not yet gone up to glory. What shall become of us? We have abandoned everything to follow you. Jesus comforted him. But some of us will say, oh, we, can't, we, we just can't do everything that the church demands or that the Lord demands. We, we, we have to let wisdom direct our course because you know this is Canada this, these are hard times these are difficult times we just, we just can't give all our time to the Lord it's, we're running a business and the Lord understand that a man must eat bread yes he understands but he also understands that men should not labor for the bread that perish. There's another bread that he wants us to eat. That's the one he wants us to labor for. What is the unsettled account in your mind? What is it that you need for you to see him? As your Lord and your God. What is it? You need to leave brothers and sisters from here this morning. And say God. This is what I want. You can call Thomas the daughter. But he left a better man than he was. He made a statement. That none of the other eleven. Had made before. Thomas said. My Lord. And my God. What is it. That has not allowed you. To fully commit to him. What about Jesus. That we don't trust. What about this Christian walk that have caused us not to trust him that we can surrender our all? What this teaches us, brothers and sisters, 
is that Jesus understands the man. He's devoted and he's struggling. But many of us are taught to fake it. Just come clapping, come singing, throw your offering, uh, show up when it's service time, show up for fasting. Uh, you can just live with the unsettled doubts. Never attain to the level that Jesus wants us to attain. The level where we produce fruit. Fruit that remain. Brothers and sisters, I bring a challenge to every individual. When we leave here, or even now, whether it be on your tablet, your, your phones, or a piece of paper, write out what is the challenge that has caused me not to fully surrender. My questions about him that I have not that has not yet been answered. And presents a challenge to my devotion. And believe that if you ask him, he's going to give it to you. And I shout to you this morning. I'm speaking to your heart, to your conscience. Lord wants you to know him. The Lord wants to give you an encounter that will wipe away your doubts and your fears. Encounter that will remove you from trusting in the system of this world and to fully surrender to him. 